YNIN Podcasting presents the world's greatest comic book roundtable podcast. Event Fatigue, Issue 2, 2007's Civil War. Welcome to Event Fatigue, the ever-loving Blue-Eyed Comics Podcast. My name is Matt, and we are here to talk to you about comics. This is a monthly-ish podcast where big comic book events are wrapped into tiny, bite-sized, listenable pieces. As I said, my name is Matt, and I'm joined here by uh, Cody Coleman, Nikki Wright, Brooke... Are we going to go with Brooke Coleman? Uh, sure. Close I enough. think that will be... My name, maybe, by the time this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Cody, take, take note. She might not, she might start to walk down the aisle and then fucking run in the opposite direction. Oh. I have, I have a backup happen. plan. I don't want to be a Coleman. I don't want to be a Coleman. Never mind. This pigtails. Getting out of here. Yes. All right. Uh, so, so the, the future, Brooke Coleman. Uh, possibly present, and uh, of course, Amber Lee. If you have not heard our podcast before, you can find it over on, it's on our website, uh, which is wineinteractive.com. It is on, is it on iTunes yet? Uh, we haven't submitted, it's not, it hasn't gone through. Okay, it will be on iTunes soon, and you can also find it on Stitcher, which is uh, the Android podcasting service. Uh, you can also check out our Tumblr at eventfatiguepodcast.tumblr.com. Yes, where you can find uh, tie-in posts with panels uh, and all sorts of other goodness. I missed last week. Uh, it was a three episode one was three parts because that's how comic book events work anyway. Giant size opening issue where we talked about Secret Wars and my God, was it a slog? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Like, let me I left say, halfway through. I just pieced out halfway through. I was like, she I'm did. Back. We know. Yeah. So yeah, like this one, uh, way better, way easier to do way at the very least. Easier, easier to read. Uh, easier to look at. Yes, <laughs> well, that's definitely. true. Yeah. It does have pretty good art. Uh, yeah. So this time we are. I mean, I feel like it's very appropriate because we are talking about comic book events. It's very appropriate that we are already doing a movie tie-in. Because that's pretty much, like yeah. I feel like we're being forced by editorial to tie in <laughs> to a movie, and of course that movie is Civil War, which is coming out. Uh, should probably be out a little after this podcast is released. We're all going to go see it, I think, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's going to be anything. Be out. Oh, is it? Okay, I don't think it's going to be anything like this book. Uh, maybe no, I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, not exactly, but I did see some previews of it that I hadn't seen before, and they are going to tie in the whole Registration Act issue, which yeah. I felt like was yeah, kind of lacking from the previews before that. I was like, oh, okay, they are going with the Registration, re- no, registration in, Act. Yeah. In the original trailer, they slide that across the table for who I'm assuming the Scarlet Witch or whatever they're calling her to read. Yeah, yeah they get they Scarlet a person. Book. It's the Sokovia Accords in the movie because I think it's uh, instead of a a little little school getting blown up. Spoiler alert! Uh, it's the you entire thing the from Age of Ultron. <laughs> 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 the, the, it, it's it's what happened in Age of Ultron where they lifted an entire city in the air and then dropped it. Yeah, yeah. Which which I think would like make some people mad. Probably. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Instead of speedball just being irresponsible, which I well, guess we get to. We're going to talk about <laughs> Speedball, and I have I have feelings about Speedball. All right. Which, yeah, his name is weird, but anyway, because that's a, that's a drug, right? Isn't that a drug? Isn't that, like, isn't a Speedball when you take, like, heroin and, like, cocaine and mix them all up? And I don't know from drugs. Put them in your yeah, butt or I... something? I don't know. <laughs> and... That sounds accurate. <laughs> if any of you listeners out there yeah, are heavy drug email. users, we would love your input. YNInteractive.com. Yeah, leave that That is not an email that exists. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could set one up. It looks. <laughs> 
No um, underscores, no periods, just event fatigue, one word, at yninteractive.com. All right. Well, I guess I'll get on that. <laughs> now, he, now, he, now he has to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to talk about the, like what led up to this book first before we, before yeah, we go into it? Yeah. All right. So, I mean, there, there's a lot less behind the scenes stuff where last time it was definitely a big toy commercial. This time we uh, are basically just – it's basically just the idea of the writer, Mark uh, Mark Miller, who – I've always thought his name was Mark Millar, but apparently <laughs> I, that's yeah, just – Yeah, me too. That's just how people in Scotland spell Miller. Oh, all right. I, yeah, oh, it's really really gross. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Mark Mark Miller was was a superstar writer at the time this came out. He had written uh, Ultimates, he had written Superman Red Sun, and a personal favorite of mine, he had written a book called Marvel Knight Spider Man that was really fun. But for the most part, he's known for just big like cinematic action comics, which I think Civil War kind of qualifies as. Yeah, it counts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so they were they had this big Marvel retreat. And they were talking, you know, what's the next big event coming up? And uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who was writing Avengers at the time, had done the previous event, uh, House of M, and which I'm sure we'll get to someday. And he was like, maybe we should do uh, Marvel versus S.H.I.E.L.D. That sounds like everyone versus S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. is bad. <laughs> and, and then and Mark Miller said, that sounds stupid. And then he pretty <laughs> much did it anyway, because that's kind of what Civil War is in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, everybody versus S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, it's also so he, he took it over and made it what it was. Instead of Marvel versus Shield, it's heroes versus heroes. This was also ideas he had scalped like from himself. It was going to be a sequel to Ultimates, and then he turned it into Civil War. And, and really, it's a it's a it's a product of the time, uh, very Bush era politics. In fact, George W. Bush is in this comic book, which is kind of weird. I don't know if you guys I, know. I, I, I did notice that. that. I was. I, I did yeah. notice that. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> that might be one of my bookmarks I made. And it's, but but still, it's not meant to be a political commentary. So he says, it's not meant to be conservative versus liberal. It's supposed to be uh, freedom versus security. And the idea is, he really wanted to make a book where both sides seem right. Whether he succeeded or not, I think we'll maybe talk about closer to the end of the episode. But that was his goal. He put cap on the anti-registration side because people would expect him to work with the government. I so was going like, to say that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they were like, nah, Captain America, you're, you're going to be against the government, which is weird because Captain America has worked against the government like multiple times over his hundred years of, as a comic character. He also, Mark Miller, made a large point to not make Cap's group seem like a terrorist cell. Which it could have easily come off as, and I think he did succeed there. Yeah, absolutely. That was kind of a lot of his intent, but for the most part, out of continuity, there's not a lot of other input. Mark Miller just said, "I want to write a thing," and so they wrote a thing. Ta-da! And it changed everything forever until like kind of yeah, like <laughs> a year and a half ago. Yeah. In continuity, though, there is some backstory we need to know going into this book. Not that we need to know because this book stands. Okay, on its own. There's some weird parts. But uh, at this time, tension between the public and superheroes was at an all-time high. There was an event called Secret War. You guys ever read that? Mm-mm. No. Let's... Not Secret Wars. Oh. The Secret War, singular. Oh, is that the uh, the scroll thing? No, no, that's, that, that's Didn't Secret Didn't that come way Asian. after Civil War? Yeah, no, that's did, Secret you're right. Asian. Because kids like Secret. We found that out. Yes. Fuck that like, focus group. <laughs> That, that yeah, focus I, group I think everything. to do a new focus group. <laughs> yeah. I, I now hate the word secret. Thank you, Marvel. Secret yeah. reminds me of deodorant. And, like, granted, <laughs> pretty kick-ass deodorant. Agreed. But... <laughs> if, they did a, if they did that kid focus group today, though, would, like, all of the events be called, like, you know, Drake Wars or Beyonce? It'd probably be, like, you know, the epic... <laughs> Epic lols fest. Yeah, exactly. The lolsening. Yeah, it would be terrible. Damn, Uh, Kardashians. Kardashians. Kardashian would probably be in there. Oh God, damn it! Maybe keep the same results. I'm. I think I'm okay with calling everything. Let's just keep it secret. Yeah. (laughs) The Secret War is one of like a billion different secret things, but is one of. uh, It was a crossover where basically Nick Fury got a whole bunch of heroes and then sent them to Laveria to take out a lady. 
who was running Latveria at the time, which is where Doctor Doom rules and stuff. He sent them in there. They did that, and then he erased their memories of it, and people got kind of mad because uh, that's kind of a dick thing to do. It is a little bit, yeah, right. Yeah, and everyone found out when the lady they took out, Lucia von Bardis, came back to America, and now she was a cyborg, and she blew up like half of Harlem. And oh. so that kind of sucked. That was okay. All, that is also an equal dick move. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you got to fight dicks with dicks. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the saying goes, right? No, that's not how that's going. <laughs> All right. Well, I could be wrong. Also, a few months prior, um, there had been a, a, a an event where in Fantastic Four number five hundred thirty three, Jim Engel wrote this. It's a Hulk story where the Hulk is blasted uh, by a gamma bomb and a hydra base, goes out of control, and uh, pretty much levels Las Vegas. And normally, like, when the Hulk levels a city, people are like, oh, hey, every look- luckily it was Sunday. No one was there. Uh, <laughs> but in this story, he, like, is given a kill count. He kills 26 adults, two children, and a dog. What an uh, asshole. They made sure they included the dog. dog. If not yeah. the dog, you know, free pass. But well, I mean, pretty. Much, I think it was the dog that did it because immediately afterward, uh, the Illuminati sends the Hulk into space. So yeah, like he the legit Illuminati. Mad. Yeah, there's uh, an Illuminati. It's the, it's the Marvel, Marvel Illuminati. Okay. Yeah, the Marvel Illuminati is is some some dicks. I'm sure we'll get to them someday too. Also, M Day had happened previously, which was uh, had come out of the previously mentioned House of M, which is when Scarlet Witch said no, no more mutants, and there were oh, only yeah. 198 mutants left in the world. I did not uh, finish reading that. Don't worry about it. You're fine. They, <laughs> they All 198 mutants moved to Westchester to live at the X-Mansion, and the government sent Sentinels to go to the X-Mansion to sort of just, you know, babysit them. So it's like a reservation. Which they kind of mention in this book as well. I, I uh, had I, that was one of the notes I made as well too. Was was like, wait, what? Because I have things to say about the Marvel universe and how they treat the X Men. <laughs> I've got things to say about that. Yeah, it's a little problematic, but uh, <laughs> they they have some. Uh, it's it's a bad time to be a mutant. Is there All, ever a good time to be a mutant? Yeah, that's true. Really, no, yeah. not in the Marvel universe. During House of M. No, that's bad too. <laughs> really. Yeah, because, like, everyone, you know, sure, like, it's good if you work for Magneto. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's bad if you are literally anyone else, probably. When we when we read that event, we'll get to it. That event's even shorter. I think that event's, like, four issues. But, uh, yeah, so the last major event that happened prior to Civil War that kind of matters is, uh, so all, all of this stuff together, the Hulk attack, the Secret War, Mutant Registration Act is kind of being drummed about because that's been being drummed around since, like, the 1980s. Iron Man is like, well, I kind of don't want these things to happen. So he goes to Washington, D.C., and hires a villain called Titanium Man to attack him in order to drum up support against the Registration Act. I don't know what that plan was supposed to accomplish, though, because I feel like, oh, no, I'm scared of superheroes, and then, like, people, like, superheroes fight in the middle of Washington, D.C., I'm still scared of superheroes. Like, right? Like, I think that just reinforces my distaste for superheroes. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, I, I really don't want to be around these people anymore. But, okay, yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, we're going to vote for you, Iron Man. Good job. And that's about it. Otherwise, there's not too much else that we need to know. We can pretty much go straight into uh, recapping the series, which yeah. luckily is pretty sh- a lot shorter than last time. Way shorter. A lot less words, too. <laughs> less introducing of every character. Though... In fact, it does quite the opposite. There's a lot of characters in this book who are there, and you don't ever fucking learn who they are or why. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you, exactly? It's like, Uh, I'm here. They need more people for the artwork. I'm pretty sure the lady being interviewed by Larry King is never named, and yet you're supposed to know who she is. Maybe? We'll see. Don't worry. I know who all these people are. So I, I know you do. I was. I got you covered. <laughs> yeah. 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 Same. <laughs> so let's head into uh, Civil War number one, shall we? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we open up on a uh, control room at WTNH Channel Eight with uh, some guy in a suit and literally the saddest tech guy I've ever seen. <laughs> in my life. It's excruciating. He just he looks. Like... He looks really depressed. <laughs> We should mention, we should mention before we go in, uh, this is written by uh, Mark Miller, but we have art that is actually rather incredible. 
yeah, love it's, the it's art. Fantastic. And, and of it course, is so it is so refined. Everybody has like a distinct look. No one really looks the same as everybody else. Yeah. Um, and I just I think they did such a great job. Yeah. Definitely. There's a couple of That's moments. There's there's one particular moment that I was like, when I, I saw it, and we'll get to it because it's in this first issue. That when I saw it, I was like, this artwork is amazing, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> there are also a few <laughs> moments where I'm like, <laughs> this artwork can be silly too. It can be, yeah. Not as silly as Thor sweating tears from Secret Wars. <laughs> well, right I don't know if those were tears. You think yeah. we have no ground beef land, so yeah. you know, it's gotta be. <laughs> I'm disappointed in that. I am too. <laughs> I just I have to ask. Do you think like yeah. this control room guy is just really fucking missing Kitty Pride or Zaji? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering. I mean, I, think I he's am. just sad because he missed out on being a part of Smash Mouth's hit All Star. <laughs> <laughs> I think That's he's really it. sad That's because uh, Clone High got canceled. <laughs> so. There's really no place for a young clone of Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. All right. So, anyway, this TV yeah, show is following. We're on panel one. <laughs> yeah. We were panel one for 10 minutes. These guys are running a, a reality show called The New Warriors, star, starring a superhero team called The New Warriors. Uh, the New Warriors, this had been a miniseries that came out a couple years back. It flopped. It was pretty. It was pretty bad. Uh, the New Warriors had a, were a team from the early '90s that were fairly popular. Uh, Spider-Man was on the team at one point. Most of these guys uh, are from that earlier team. You have the leader, which is the guy in the black, Night Thrasher, who is kind of like Marvel Batman, uh, but like young and black. Uh, Namorita, who is Namor's cousin, and that's pretty much her powers. She's Namor's cousin. I think she can call him up. And be like, hey, name or show up. <laughs> Rita sounds like a special you'd get at Taco Bell, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fish it's a fish burrito. And uh, the big guy is Microbe, who is not from the original team. He was introduced for the uh, miniseries, and he can sort of emit germs. That's a gross yeah. power. Yeah. And of course, our focal point is Speedball who is a classic New Warriors character. He was kind of, uh, every decade or so, they attempt to reinvent Spider-Man, the, you know, sort of young, happy, go-lucky teen hero. And they did it in the 70s with Nova, and they did it in the 80s uh, pretty much with Speedball. He's got bouncy powers, and he has balls. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> Little glowy <laughs> plasma balls. Little glowy plasma balls, yeah. Um, and... He is wildly out of character in this series. Is he? He, he is dramatically out of character. He because he's a dickhead. Yeah. He is an absolute piece of shit in this in this book. He is like, oh yeah, well let's go get ratings because that's the greatest thing to do. And like, obviously they're going to lose this fight against these villains, at least you know from what they know of them. Yeah. Speaking of the villains, they're going up to a house, which is uh, apparently where some villains have decided to retire and uh, take out trash all day. I don't <laughs> really, like. I don't really know why they're even attacking them. These guys seem to be doing okay, but uh, these villains are just some. I don't know, like F listers, Cobalt Man, who is an Iron Man knockoff, Speed Freak, who has a fast suit and adamantium claws, and his name is Joss Shop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's his real name. Uh, Coldheart, who is a Spider-Man villain with cryonic swords. When you when you have swords that freeze things, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> you yeah. think? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's two different types of damage that don't go well together. And lastly, of course, there's Nitro, whose power is that he blows up. And he's actually the most notable of them. He starts the Civil War. <laughs> he does. He, uh, he He's more notable for uh, being an old Captain Marvel villain. The original, original Captain Marvel from the 1970s. And he gave that guy cancer and uh, he fucking died and never came back. Hey, there you go. A comic book character that stayed dead that's not Uncle Ben. It was a big deal. It was a really Aww. good story. Uh, so the New Warriors show up. Uh, I believe it is Coldheart. <laughs> God damn, that name That sucks. sounds like a Care Bear villain. <laughs> uh, I was about to say Dark the Heart. exact same thing. Yeah. Camp Champ. Darkheart's cousin, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he, he couldn't have been the Camp Champ because, you know, Coldheart, they don't have Camp Champs in the winter. Oh, that's true. It's winter <laughs> camp. 
<laughs> is, is, this, is this an extended Care Bears reference we're doing? I think yes, so. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I do have to say, before Thank we move you, on to the fight. that was not a reference I initiated. You're I just welcome. want to put that, that on me. the table. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> page two is the first time that I notice, ah, this art can be silly. When we have uh, Speedball with Scooby Dumb Teeth uh, in the first yes. page. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you also, I mean, yeah, it works for him, though. It works for the character they're trying to get across of this kind of oh, idiot. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's a complete moron. And for he's really to blame for everything. Yeah. It's, it's his yeah. fault. It's yeah. all his fault. Cold, cold, cold freak, cold, cold heart, whatever. She sees uh, Speedball. Uh, she sees Night Thrasher looking through some ridiculous looking goggles that don't make any sense. She says, and I quote, everyone in costume. It's a raid. <laughs> that Which... was my first bookmark. Like, oh, no, we can't fight unless we're in our costume. Yes, yeah. we need, it, we need her... to get our suits on. Her problem is that when she says that her thong is sticking up out of her sweatpants. <laughs> I noticed and that. And that will just not, that will not cut it for a battle. She's got the to have a legit costume. Not only a thong, but like the 1980s off the shoulder, she's a maniac, like sweatshirt <laughs> thing going on too. Like... Man, it looks like maybe she just has super bony hips and they're hooked on the sides. She's just a fan of Christina Aguilera and Shakira circa 1999. No yeah. big. She's an action figure, I think. I don't think she's a real person. Uh, luckily, two of them are already in costume. Nova, or not Nova, but Nitro is in his costume just wearing a purple t-shirt. And Speed Freak is also in his metal fucking suit with a t-shirt and shorts over it. Which makes no sense. He's just he's just chilling in his metal coils. <laughs> <laughs> the new warriors and the villains get in a big fight. It's it's pretty unremarkable. The new warriors are dicks and stupid. Namorita pursues Nitro to a local elementary school, which is Stanford Elementary, even though they're in Stanford, Connecticut. It definitely says Stanford with an N. Yep. She's about to beat him up on camera. He replies, I'm afraid we're not the bargain basement losers you guys are used to, baby. You're playing with the big boys now. And then he blows up and kills fucking everybody. Yep. That's bad. Yeah. People, uh, they liked that, though. They liked children being killed, right? <laughs> Turn, it turns out, yeah. The public's a huge fan. Nitro uh, <laughs> is hailed as a hero. And uh, the end. The end of Civil War. Right. No, uh, I don't know why Nitro didn't just blow up as soon as like he saw them. Like, why is his first instinct not always to blow up? Because his power is he blows up and then he comes back together later. Well, I guess he didn't want to kill all his friends. Who fucking, I mean, he, well, he, he did. Well, he killed like 900 other people, though. Oh, well, yeah. he's, he's, he cares less about them. But really, uh, though, no matter where he blew up, he was going to kill hundreds of people. If he blew up in the neighborhood, then he would have killed everyone who was in the houses around. Explosion. Like, can't he just explode and that's it? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea what the limits of his powers are. He. He just. He like. He. He hates kids. He wants to kill kids. That's, <laughs> that's he purposely thing. wants to like, murder kids. As, as, as they're fighting, he's like he lands. He's like, nope, no kids around. Okay, fights a little bit more. Nope, no kids around. Fights a little bit more. Ah, school is up. Time to go. <laughs> there they are. He runs <laughs> to the school specifically uh, to to to. I've fight been waiting me. for an excuse to do this. <laughs> Fuck you, why did he, why didn't he just do that? Like, I feel like Nitro should never get caught because he can just blow up. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, well, how would he ever get thrown in jail? I don't know. So Stanford gets blown up. We cut to the heroes who have showed up to help clean up. Uh, we have a lot of our main cast for the series, Captain America, Iron Man, and then Luke Cage is there, Spider-Woman. A lot of the X-Men. We have Cyclops, Wolverine, Colossus. Marvel Girl, who at this time is Rachel Summers, and Iceman. They're there to help. We're going to get to the X-Men in a bit. They are not major players in this book. Since they show up, Sentinels show up with them. Because, again, at this time, they are being watched by Sentinels called the O-N-E, which I don't remember what that stands for. The I think it's one. Well, yes, Cody. It is the number one. I think it's like, you know, I don't know. I learned that in grade school. All the mutants suck. One. <laughs> And, yeah. <laughs> uh, the X-Men are basically just picking up rocks. Uh, they get like a whole page of Marvel Girl picking up rocks and Wolverine snorting at Sentinels, which is pretty great. And Iceman, like if you look throughout this entire three pages that they are in Stanford, he is just in the back just having a good old time. 
he is just on an ice slide in the background of random panels. I, yeah. <laughs> just, just going, wee. <laughs> well, that's what I do. Yeah, and but no, if I were Iceman, it's pretty much the whole uh, point of being Iceman. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, some other people, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, uh, the entirety of the Fantastic Four, and uh, Goliath, who is a fairly important character. Yeah, because he, he tells me that Wolverine threatened the president, and I don't know, when did that happen? So, there was a story, right, and Mark Miller wrote this too, uh, called Enemy of the State, where Wolverine was murdered, Okay. and by the hand, who are like Daredevil Ninja. Satan ninjas, and then <laughs> they resurrect Wolverine, and whenever they resurrect somebody, that person is brainwashed and loyal to the hand, so they have Wolverine go out and kill a bunch of people. And so Wolverine was going to go kill the president before they stop him. Oh, okay. Um, that's pretty much it. And I guess that's kind of also part of uh, the whole thing. I don't know what Philly getting bombed is. I have no idea what that is referencing. But uh, I guess Philadelphia got bombed at one point and everyone just went on with their lives. <laughs> as, as, that's very true to as, life. as one does when <laughs> Philadelphia does anything. This is true. Pretend like it wasn't there. Goliath is important to explain because he has not been an important character ever, okay. but he is very conspicuously, like, he shows up in this book. I think the last time he was ever in anything before this, he had made, like, a bit appearance in Black Panther, and then he hadn't been seen for, like, 20 years. Damn. Wow. He was called Black Goliath in his uh, <laughs> original appearance, but... And he had a series called Black Goliath that where was he there had a, a white Goliath because otherwise uh, there was a white guy called Goliath, but there was never anyone called White Goliath. No, he <laughs> was just he was just the Black Goliath. You know, That's, you know how it is. Uh, racist. Yes, very. Uh, he also had a really silly costume with a stomach window that I highly encourage people to go look for. <laughs> crying. Uh, <laughs> Get a little crying there, yeah, and. <laughs> Uh, he is back here. Uh, his name is Bill Foster. He used to work with Hank Pym. He was a scientist. He got big and he fought crime. That's all you really need to know. Because he has no character here other than being here. Yeah. Like we don't really reasons. Get to, we don't really get to know him. We just know that. Oh hey, Goliath is here. Why? And everybody loves him. That's oh yeah. Thing. Everyone's like he's awesome. He's They're great. like Goliath, Goliath, our old friend who has hung out with us all the time and has definitely not been in zero comics. For better part of two decades, he's just always hanging right outside, off camera. Pretty pretty soon we'll have like the Civil War one and a half, where we follow Timon and Pumbaa and Goliath throughout, and find out they were he was always there. It'll be great. (laughs) I would read that actually. I would would, would, would read the altered Marvel history with Black Goliath. Just sort of (laughs) hey guys. (laughs) <laughs> hey, what's up? Oh, yeah, no, I see you guys are, uh, you know, the House of M. Yeah, no, I, I was also in the house. I was in the other wing of the House of M. Yeah, uh, I was in the bathroom most of the time. The bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> was, I, had some, I had some Taco Bell right before it. Like, man, he was not get the Taco Bell. He was having one of those, uh, one of those, yeah. what are they called? The Neighborhood oh, Special. Yeah, he was having a <laughs> It was delicious. <laughs> but it sent him to the bathroom forever. Um, <laughs> the heroes kind of just are picking up some trash and feeling sad about everything. We then get some quick cuts and the news. This is the Larry King panel you were talking about, Nikki? Yes. She-Hulk. That's definitely She-Hulk, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. See, like, okay. It, she does not have green skin in on my screen. I, so really? I, Yeah. So she totally looks like a random white lady. And I was like, who the fuck is this? I mean, she might as well be. She's just a towering random white lady. <laughs> she she is absolutely gigantic. Well, I guess everyone is gigantic compared to Larry King. Um, right. We also give the memorial service for uh, Stanford, which I guess everyone on Earth is invited to. Like Bill Gates is there. <laughs> oh, Bill Gates is there. I think uh, the boss from the Flintstones is there. Yes. Uh, you can see it looks. I believe uh, Lennon is there. Not John, but like Vladimir. There are a lot of a lot of a lot of people there, and I don't know why they're there. Who invited them? Who said that everyone can come? Like these people don't have kids there. Tony Stark certainly does not have kids there, right. and he shows up, and a woman just like emits semen into his face. And that's the moment where I was like, "Wow, this art! Look at that spit! Like, look at it! It's like a perfect trail, just floating in midair, frozen forever in this comic book panel." Really gross. <laughs> I gotta say, 
I think this lady's a mutant. You think? First of all, she's got, you know, she's slinging webs out of her mouth. Uh, <laughs> she has next, car tears. Right. What is with those the black blood tears? What is that? <laughs> I'm assuming it's mascara, but like... She other, would like have had other to put, people are uh, crying. I, I feel like you see a man with, with tears and they are not black or they are black. I don't know. But like, it could be mascara. But holy shit. Yeah, holy she shit. put like a whole tube of mascara yeah, on her really, eyes she, before she, she went really, to this funeral. Really cheap, really cheap mascara. Like, And then on the next panel where she, you know, looks like a really angry goth chick, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I realize why this is there but i'm building my case so bear with me she has like a black glow around her i think she's a mutant and, mm. and she's setting this up so she doesn't have to she can just lay low <laughs> what do you she, so what, what do you think her black off? tears do like do they have an effect on some people do they make them feel sorry for her dead son they make them yes. not want to talk to her yes and it also <laughs> makes her web slinging saliva really really like poisonous so it's, it's a good thing that he rubbed it off his face like immediately Gross. <laughs> look, look at Tony, like when she's spitting on him, he's just kind of glancing, like, eh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it was, the first time he's been spat on. Oh, but but normally he pays for it. Right. <laughs> oh. This woman, her name is Miriam Sharp. Uh, this is her first appearance ever, and she's fairly important for a little bit after this. One of her kids was killed in the Stanford explosion. And she's pretty much like an activist at this point against superheroes. She will go on to continue to do so for a while. She'll appear in the background of some stories here and there. The last time she showed up in continuity, uh, she actually had forgiven Speedball for what he had done. Because Speedball's character was a lot better and he was being written like he should have been. So they they reconciled and had a hug and stuff. Uh, I don't think her powers were active at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, her kid's name is also Damien, so maybe she's a demon. She might be right? a demon. I, I think so. She's a child of Mephisto. And <laughs> uh, also at this funeral are J. Jonah Jameson and Peter Parker. Because, right. again, everyone is invited to every funeral in the Marvel Universe. It's the press, so. Right, but why Why is the editor of the newspaper going? Well, that's a good point. <laughs> like, okay, send a photographer. Kind of weird and kind of crass. But sure. But why is Jameson there? So he can hound Peter Parker for photographs? Yeah. Is he just is he just like, you know, all right, Parker, take a picture of this funeral. And then I want pictures of Spider-Man on my desk by Monday. Like, he's just there to make sure he's on task. Quick cut to uh, New York City at the amazingly named Laser, laser Club. Club. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I want to go to the Laser I kinda Club. I kind of want to go to the Laser Club. Too. Like That's I'm not crazy. I'm not a club person, but Laser Club I'm in. I'm there, yeah. Uh, uh, the Human Torch Johnny Storm um, meets a lady for a date, and pretty much just some randos decide to yell at him and jump him and call yeah. him a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh, man, like I it's his fault. About that line. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, listen, he kind of called he 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 kind of asks for it. He says, uh, how are you shrieking about, Tubby? I got nothing to do with Speedball or the New Warriors. Those guys were C-list, tops. Like, he's acting kind of arrogant. Yeah. Well, that's Johnny for you, though. Look at how, like, so let's, can we look at this and just look at all the veins everywhere? Oh, um, yeah. My goodness. When you get hit by cosmic rays, you gotta, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's like juicing. That's That's true. That is true. Yeah. He yeah, does hair like Zell from Final Fantasy. He does. He loves hot dogs. <laughs> Yeah. It looks like he has a detachable hand, too, in the whole baby killer panel. Like, there's a distinct line across his wrist, like an old action figure, where it looks like his hand would totally pop off. Listen, art art is hard. Okay. <laughs> it's very hard. Um, so Johnny Storm gets jumped by these people and pretty much put in a hospital yeah. for a while. It's kind of bad. Everyone is sad about it. Cut to the Baxter building where everyone is having a superhero like tea party, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They've they've all gathered to sort of talk about the registration act. All the X-Men are there. Pretty much everyone we saw in the previous scene is there. Uh, we've added some new characters that we'll see throughout the series. Yellow Jacket. The Wasp is there, and I don't think we ever see mm-hmm. her again. We do we do, we do. We do. She's very important in a scene I'm gonna talk about later. 
we see the Wasp. Uh, Yellow Jacket Hank Pym was very important to the series. Doctor Strange is there for a little bit. The Young Avengers, who are uh, new around this very time, critical. And they're they're fairly critical. Yeah, uh, that is uh, Patriot, Hulkling, uh, Hawkeye, two stature and Wiccan will uh, sort of we can get who they are doesn't really matter for the most part they're the young Avengers I don't know they're Avengers but they're young they're all arguing we also have some other characters Nighthawk Hercules Valkyrie who I don't think shows up again Black Cat who doesn't show up again Spider-Man who is really important uh, is there he's in his Stark armor which he just recently got because he just started working for Tony Stark in his mm-hmm. own book Iron Man gave him some new armor that made him Look pretty cool. Give him stealth capabilities. He's got these extra little arms because, you know, what does Spider-Man need but more arms? Why not? Yeah. So most people won't recognize Spider-Man at that point, but that is Spider-Man. And lastly is Daredevil, who is standing in a door flipping a silver dollar. And mm-hmm. that that silver dollar in this in this first that is Chekhov's silver dollar. <laughs> that baby is going to come back later. Uh, so don't forget Daredevil silver dollar. Got it? All right. All right. It is all. It is also worth noting that that is not Daredevil. Oh, really? And you wouldn't fucking know it because they don't. They don't explain it. There's no reference to it in the book. Can this Daredevil see? Yes. Later on, there's there's a couple panels where I was like, uh, hang on a second. (laughs) Yeah, uh, this is pretty sure you can see this. hmm. (laughs) At this point, Matt Murdock was fucking off doing some other shit. Uh, I don't remember what, but he decided not to be Daredevil for a while. This is Iron Fist, who is wearing Daredevil's costume to make it seem like Matt Murdock and Daredevil are two different people. His identity oh. had been kind of exposed. And so this is, this is, this is Iron okay. Fist. He's doing him a solid. Yeah, he's, he's, he's helping him out because he's a buddy, you know. But also, uh, he's not doing a very good job of it because he definitely doesn't act blind <laughs> at all. Well, no. Like, he's looking straight at the silver dollar as he's flipping it here. Um, and all the heroes are very upset about what's going on. Cut to Maria Hill and the helicarrier trying to draft Captain America. Yeah. She's basically like, Captain America, you're Captain America, and we also are America, so you're going to work for us and do a thing. And he says, fuck you, and jumps out a window, steals a plane, and then happily lands that plane somewhere else later. Because he's a good guy. Yeah, I like yeah. that they made that note later on. Like, they actually, like... Like didn't leave that open. Like what happened to? Him? He's like, no, he just landed it. Like chill, chilling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this is one of the more memorable action sequences in the book. I feel, which is Captain America's escape from the helicarrier. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's like five pages of him just fighting dudes and jumping out a window. And for the most part, uh, I think this scene kind of gets done in Winter Soldier, the movie, and the elevator sequence. There's a there's, there's a lot of similarities between this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if they will they will adapt this for film, but it would be nice to see it anyway because it's 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 still yeah. really. I mean, he he breaks into the plane with his shield and then admonishes his potty mouth, which is right. a really Captain America thing to do. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, One of my favorite panels in the whole thing is before, like right after he's jumped out, and it's actually the little thing where it's got the little like bracka 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 of like I guess the gun shooting like going down the middle of the little scene and cap is doing this like beautiful elegant graceful swan dive thing out blocking all of the bullets with the shields and he has those damn cuffs on his boots those damn cuffs (laughs) on the boots are just okay i know they were a big thing for a while i know other characters have had them but in that particular scene especially i'm like he just looks so sleek and aerodynamic except for this huge cuff on his boot. <laughs> he pulls uh, them off though it, yeah if anybody's gonna pull off you know pirate booties <laughs> <laughs> little, little, little little buccaneer booties it's yeah. captain goddamn america because who who are any of us to tell him what boots that he can and cannot stop our faces in with <laughs> that's a very good point that's true I, uh, he can wear them they're just they're very large and distracting <laughs> at times they are they're, they're, like when i first there's a there's a panel where he's just standing there and for some reason like i thought they were part of his pants and i was like why did they give him bell bottoms oh wait <laughs> those are his boots <laughs> He yeah. he actually needs them. As you can see, he's doing this sort of air pirouette thing. Uh, he needs them to float downwards. 
Otherwise, he would die. Okay. Like cartoon MC Hammer pants. Yes. Yeah. He, he only survives because of his floaty boots. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And there, there's like a there's a panel like right before he jumps out of the helicarrier when uh, right before uh, Maria Hill says, "Damn you for making me do this." Where he looks like he needs some like fucking Burt's bees. Like super bad. Like he has some yes. chap ass lips. Yes. Like if anybody 24. watches Supernatural, he has Castiel's lips. He does. Yes. He's got he's got chap lips, but little tiny baby teeth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Little tiny baby teeth. These little, little baby teeth came back. It's nice. Uh, it's super soldier serum. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, cut to back to the Baxter Building. Fighter Woman notices Uatu, the Watcher watching them because that's what he does because he's a watcher and dr strange explains that whenever the watcher is watching you like he just shows up and watches things like directly then that normally means shit is going down and so guess what shit is going down oh hell flash cut to washington dc where george w bush is meeting with some people he is like well i don't know what's gonna happen that's bad things are bad and iron man is like don't worry Things are good because we're gonna kick Captain America's tuchus. Well, I know that whatever her Martha Maria, whatever the hell her name, sharp lady. So yeah. I know her little boy was named Damien, but I feel like all like all why are all the signs specifically for Damien? Um, that's weird. Also, so there's this sign that's kind of tilted and facing like left. And in in art history, there's there's like a big thing with anamorphic imagery, and so I spent about fifteen minutes trying to tilt that to try to see if there was like a hint, like about Captain America later or something. Uh, no, it, it it was a waste of my time. Yeah, no, lettering <laughs> the signs is actually really bad. Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure. It, it seems like it was just added at the last minute. And it's very jarring. Like Photoshop, how, yeah. Yeah, very These jarring. These protesters were all drunk when they made their posters. I mean, if you look uh, at the top panel uh, where it says Washington, D.C., and you see the White House, and you can see the Justice for Damien sign on the far right, which is like on a sheet. So there's folds, and you can see the folds, but they go underneath the letters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's really bad. Yeah. So yeah, Iron Man, Captain, or sorry, Iron Man, Mister Fantastic, and Yellow Jacket have decided that they are going to lead a uh, counter revolution, I suppose, to Captain America's anti-registration forces. And that's pretty much it. That's even the first issue. That's probably the meatiest issue. Yeah. Well, the rest of them we are pretty much fights, mostly. <laughs> pretty much fights. Yeah. Because uh, the second issue opens with uh, some villains captured. The villains, uh, the Vulture. And the Grim Reaper, who is an Avengers villain, and uh, the Trapster, aka Pastepot Pete. <laughs> I don't know why they would go with the Trapster instead of Pastepot Pete, but uh, yeah, they are they are all captured by Captain America's dudes, which is making Mar- Maria Hill very upset. Um, again, we're getting some quick kind of. This is, like, this is almost like a montage. Iron Man's team takes down a giant Doombot. Uh, his team has now been joined by Doc Samson, who is the Hulk psychiatrist, who also got super strength because he was the Hulk psychiatrist. And <laughs> uh, Ty- Tigra is there. Her name is Tigra. She's a tiger. That's it. Uh, Mr. Fantastic and She-Hulk go to have a high five. He holds his hand a little too high for her because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Fuck you, Reed. Like look at look at that page. He is he is just it's too high. It's too high. Meanwhile, back at the Baxter building, uh, Reed and Sue are talking, and uh, Sue seems kind of troubled. He's a woman. She seems troubled by all of this yeah. uh, goings on. The the Civil War brouhaha. And Reed is like, uh, "Woman, get out! I'm not talking to you." He he pretty much ignores her. They're kind of having a spat, uh, which will lead into some other things that happen later <laughs> on. But pretty much any time Reed Richards ignores his wife, bad things happen. Yeah. It's kind of a Fantastic Four trope. He needs to listen to his wife, otherwise things are bad. The end. Uh, also, like, they're trying to make both sides seem like the good guys, but the main one of the main guys on the anti-registration side is an asshole to his wife. Yeah. Totally a good guy. Just totally a good guy. What a, what a hero. What, is, what an amazing hero. Yeah, Reed is really not likable at all. At the Daily Bugle, J. Jonah Jameson seems pretty pretty pleased about the Superhero Registration Act coming into law. At Tony Stark's penthouse, we see him and his sort of like bodyguard, Happy Hogan, who are kind of mulling it over. 
Tony Stark is not sure if he's doing the right thing, but uh, he will become pretty zealous about the Registration Act as the series goes on. So I guess he wasn't that unsure of things. And that night, the Registration Act becomes law, because that's how laws work. Yeah, uh, yeah. (laughs) there was no deliberation. At this point, S.H.I.E.L.D. now has a group of anti-superhero gunmen who are called literally cape killers. Yeah, no, that's not fucking dark. No, yeah, they're they are called cape killers, which makes no sense because in Marvel, like three dudes wear capes. Like it's Thor, Doctor Strange, and that's that's like and then Storm. That's it. But the cape killers chase Patriot, one of the young Avengers. They're there mad because he tried to stop a mugging. Yeah, he, he tried to save somebody, so they're gonna shoot him. Right? That's really that makes fucked sense. up. Uh, yeah, these are the, these are, these could be good guys, right? These maybe. I don't know. I don't know what side what side we should be on at this point. The Young Avengers are then completely arrested. It's it's pretty pretty dire for them. You know, these are some teenagers who are going to get put in jail. There is a scene with two drivers of the police car or police like vehicle that the Young Avengers are in with one of the guys in the passenger seat just being like the biggest asshole ever. Yeah. He is he is a prick. He is. Yeah. There are a lot uh, of side characters that are just pricks in this series. He is, yeah. Like everyone is so there. There is not very much subtlety in Civil War, which, which I think is one of the major thematic links to Secret Wars. And is that there's there's nothing subtle here, my friends. It no. is it is on the nose. This guy's a dickhole. How can you tell? Yeah. He's saying dickhole things. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not really. It, it is not subtle. Uh, the dick hole, however, gets thrown through a goddamn car door by Captain America, who is actually the driver of this truck. And I was they con- wondering, yeah. They convince Wiccan, one of the young Avengers, to teleport them using magic to their compound. How Wiccan knows to get there, since they haven't joined yet, I have no idea. Well, he just says, I want to be somewhere else over and over and over, and that somewhere else just happens to be the compound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the secret compound that nobody knows about. It's if Wizard of Oz was right. even lazier. There's, it's not like there's no place at home. There's like no place uh, that's not here. There's no place like sense. not being here. <laughs> I'm glad that worked out for them though in the end because they show up at uh, at the Nick Fury safe house. They are met by Cable for some reason. Cable is there. Yeah, Cable. Yeah, that's weird. He shows up at home. Yeah, at this at this point, uh, Cable had his own series with Deadpool, Cable and Deadpool, and it sort of crosses over with Civil War, but not that much. So Cable just leaves the book for a while, and Deadpool's like, "Yeah, I'm I'm with Tony." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, uh, Cable uh, is also there with Cloak and Dagger, who have also joined Captain America's side. There, two on again, off again mutants who can teleport and shoot light. They're kind of a big deal. They're going to get a television series on uh, ABC Family, whatever that's called now, Freeform, I think. Freeform, yeah. Yeah. And at that time, Tony Stark calls a press conference. There is a really cool panel for this press conference where Wolverine walks in on the rest of the Astonishing X-Men crew who are watching this on TV, and he says, hell's going on now. <laughs> like, like, it is fucking weird that the X-Men are watching TV. He, <laughs> he is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? What is this? Why aren't we... you bickering? <laughs> yeah. uh, also, watching TV is a sentinel who is in the window. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice, notice that. that. That's amazing. Yeah, there's a sentinel in the background just watching TV with him, just over over Beast and Emma's shoulder. Just also for some reason, Emma Frost is in costume and no one else. Yeah, is. I don't understand why she's in her like white outfits with the cape, um, but. No one else is. Like, I'm pretty sure that's Scott in the black shirt, right? Yeah. Even uh, even Beast is in clothes, which is weird. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking like, he's in like a like his his night outfit, like for sleeping, because that's maybe. what like nerdy professional scientists do. You you can't tell, but the Sentinel is like in cutoffs and a and a sleeveless shirt, and he's like, you know, stranger to Kimmel, and. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have one of those, like, Sentinel apps that you can change other people's TVs in his robot. Oh, man, no. <laughs> they got to get him an upgraded Sentinel, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Sue Storm is also in Johnny Storm's hospital room 
watching the press conference on apparently a heart monitor. I guess. Right. I guess guess that picks up television signals. Between those panels, though, we have Spider-Man ribbon dancing onto the scene. Yeah. 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 Fabulous. His pre-Broadway days, getting ready for it. At this press conference, Spider-Man starts talking about his secret identity. Uh, You know, how how things are kind of weird right now with the Superhuman Registration Act. And he wants to support it. He then takes off his goddamn mask and says, my name is Peter Parker, and I've been Spider-Man since I was 15 years old. And I have glowy eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's one of the spider powers. That's what spiders do, right? Their eyes glow. I think he has the proportionate eye glowiness of a spider. Yeah, I think so. And I'm sure, like, they're at the press conference, everyone's taking pictures, so... Oh, you can see, like, in the picture where he's taking his mask off from behind, there are just millions of camera flashes. J. Jonah Jameson fucking faints, which is hilarious. So at this point, Spider-Man reveals his secret identity to the world, which is kind of crazy. Uh, And and this isn't shown, I don't think, in in this particular set of books, but I feel like in a separate book, like, one of his family members gets fucked up. Yeah, so this will lead to... uh, Spider-Man's identity is only public knowledge for about a year of published stories. Eventually, it is uh, reversed along with his marriage, thanks to the devil. Don't ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you need one more day. Yeah. Right. And the devil says, sure, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do all this stuff for you, but I want your marriage. It's really dumb. The thing is, he had gone to the devil for help because Aunt May had been shot. Basically, the kingpin figures out that Spider-Man is Peter Parker because Peter Parker said it on the goddamn news, and so he sends assassins to kill Spider-Man. The bullet that is meant for him actually hits Aunt May. It's really contrived and kind of terrible. It puts Spider-Man in the black costume again for a while, just in time for the movie. And the movie Spider-Man 3. And it's, 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 I don't know, it's really dumb. There's a lot more they could have done with Public Identity Spider-Man that I feel like they didn't do. It's a really cool status quo. They pretty much immediately put it put that genie back in the bottle, which is kind of sad. But yeah, so Spider-Man is unmasked, and that is going to be probably the major turning point of the book here, because that's the end of issue two. With Spider-Man unmasked, what could go wrong? Nothing. At all. Except the devil. Stay tuned for part two of this episode, where the X-Men continue to not matter, more angry faces are made, and Black Goliath lives forever. <laughs>